I'm George Flynn. Welcome to One Minute Life Changes. This is the first chapter. And the first chapter of any book should engage you to the point that you want to read the book. You know, the book cover gets you to open the book, and the preface may give you a warm, fuzzy feeling. I thank you for this, and I thank everyone. But the first chapter should engage the reader, should engage us just as friends. I mean, you and I are friends. So the one thing, the first chapter we're going to talk about, here's the essence of the chapter. If there were a way that you could know the one principle that would change and work with everything in your life, you'd probably want to know more about it. And that's the way my friend Ed Foreman talks. And he has taught me a lot. I have, well, let me tell you a story. When I was about 10 or 11 years old, I became aware there was, there was some factor out there, some group of factors, or some principle that made some people successful and some people less than successful. We won't say failure. We would say less than successful according to the world standard. Maybe they were successful according to their standards, but we're talking about the money that they always wanted, the house that they always wanted, the car that they always wanted, the relationship, the wife or husband they always wanted, the kids they always wanted, the education that they wanted their kids to have, the education that they had, things they always wanted. Some people had it all, and some people struggled to get, just barely get by. That is a factor that I became aware of. And I kept looking around, and I said, well, you know, is there a factor like this? Or is it really just an imagination? Is it just the luck of the draw? Did somebody win the genetic lottery? Were they born into the right family? And then I kept hearing stories of the self-made people, the people that rose from nowhere, from poverty to vast riches. And I kept looking around for this principle. And I ran across an ad. And it was a little, you know, ad in a magazine. And it was an ad for a company, a fledgling company that was just being started by a guy named Paul Meyer. And it was called Success Motivation Institute. And I'll never forget the logo. It had a little, little kind of a look, thing looked like a boomerang, but it was kind of oriented toward success. It looked like an arrow to success. Success Motivation Institute. And... So, you know, 10 or 11, I was a little bit, you know, inquisitive. So I wrote the guy a letter. Now, back then, long-distance phone, their phone number was on it. You didn't dare make a long-distance call because that cost, you know, too much money. Might be a dollar or two, and that was a lot of money. But I wrote a letter, put a stamp on it. I think it was a three, four, five-cent stamp. Mailed it off. And about, I didn't say any more about it. I thought, okay, I did it. Won't ever hear from him. 
Well, about two or three weeks later, about eight o'clock at night, the telephone rings. And I hear my father on the phone. He hung up the phone. <clears throat> and he called me in. And, uh, you know, he said, did you, did, I said, I just got the strangest call from a guy in Texas, a Paul Meyer. And he was talking about Success Motivation Institute and did I want to become a dealer or a distributor? I said, no, I was, it, my father was an air conditioning engineer. And he said I, he wasn't interested in it, but thanked him anyway. He said, I don't know where I got that call from. I said, well, I know. That was the guy I wrote. He said, oh, okay. And I didn't think any more of it. Years later, when I met Paul and I told him the story, he scratched his head and he sort of could remember it. But finally, when he put it together that it was a 10-year-old kid that had written him about it, he, he kind of laughed and chuckled. He said, well, where has it gotten you? Well, let's back to the story. So I forgot all about it. Didn't say anymore. And then I heard a record. It was a 33 RPM record. It was by a guy named, it was by a guy named Earl Nightingale. The name of the record was The Strangest Secret. So I said, wait a minute, maybe this is it. So I listened to it and listened to it and wore the record out. And I almost memorized it. But I still couldn't figure out the secret. I mean, yeah, he, he told it and in there, but it didn't, it didn't really make sense to me. So I let that go. Yeah, I memorized it. I probably could quote a lot of it today, but I let it go. And then I got this book, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And he said on every page, the secret will be here. So I read the page and I said, I can't find this secret. I don't know. What are they talking about? Maybe it's just a way to sell books. I kept looking for it, looking for this secret. I was, I guess people would call a seeker, seeker of the secret. And I could never figure out what it was. What were all these people talking about? Were they saying the same thing? Was everybody saying something different? Was it just to get you to buy books? What was it? So I studied for at least 50 years. A long time. I studied with the best of the best. I still kept trying to figure out what they were talking about. I studied with this guy, Ed Foreman. You know, I quoted him. Ed, fabulous. And he sort of told me the secret. And I studied with a guy named Joel Bauer who taught me how to connect. And he had part of the secret. And then I studied with a guy named Richard Bandler who developed neuro-linguistic programming. He had some of it. Studied with a guy named Zig Ziglar. 
If you hadn't heard of Zig Ziglar, go on YouTube and look at the way that guy can talk and connect. But he knew that secret too. And then Vic Conant, who had the part of the Nightingale Conant, and Brian Tracy. Now I've met most of these people. Kevin Robert, got to know him. And you go on YouTube and look up some of these people. Don Hudson, he's from Memphis. You know, Michael Burnoff, he's out in Arizona. Studied and studied with the various people trying to figure out what the secret was. And I knew parts of it, and I knew parts of it over here, but I had been digging and struggling and trying to figure out what it was. Even studied a lot and met the man several times, Wayne Dyer. These people we've all heard of. And I was so curious that I got to meet most of these people. It was a curiosity. And all of these books work to a certain degree, but they make you work for it, dig for it, really struggle to get it. And this day and time, the generations don't have time. That's why I've called this the one minute life changer. You just give it to them. Don't make them struggle for it. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear kind of thing. Only when I tried to relay all of this information and put it together and help them shortcut, only when I tried to put it together for my grandkids did the whole thing click into place and begin to make real sense. Now, I'm going to help you with about a 50-year shortcut. I want you to get it. I want to make sure you get it. All right. Take a deep breath. And here it is. Everything you want, have, be, or do in life is about emotional control of you and your state, the state of emotion that you're in. You say, well, that sounds a little trite, esoteric, weird. Well, when you think about it, and I ask you to really think about it, it's true. It is totally true. In the chapters that come, we're going to explain that a lot more. We're going to go into detail, but I want to give you the answer right now. I'm not about making you wait for the answer, dig for the answer, scrounge, scratch your head, beat your head up against the wall. No, I just want to give you the answer. One thing I would like for you to do is memorize this. Remember, everything in life we can knock it down to just a few words. Everything in life 
is about emotional control of your emotions and your state. Your emotions and your state. Everything. You say, well, that's a broad statement. When we started out, we said, if there were a way that you could come up with one principle in life that would control everything around you, you'd probably want to know more about it. And this is what it is. All of the studies that I've done, and when I look back, look back at Paul Meyer. He was saying that. Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. He was saying, we become what we think about. Well, I didn't dig into it enough. And Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's in there. I went back and reread it. It's in there. And I have just given you the keys to the kingdom. I mean, you've got it. What Joel Bauer was saying, what, you know, Bandler, what Ed Foreman was saying, what Zig Ziglar was saying, Cavett Robert, Don Hudson, Michael Burnup, everybody is talking about control of your state and your emotions. And why is that so important? This is probably the most important thing that you can have. And I don't mean when things are going bad around you, control your emotions and don't, don't say anything and don't, don't you know, be stoic. That's not what we're talking about at all. So don't go off on that tangent. What we're talking about is controlling your state and your attitude. Because your emotional state comes from your attitude. Your attitude comes from your state. So it's which came first, the chicken or the egg. That's what I want to help you do. That's what the rest of the book is about. How to do this. So I'm asking you to memorize the statement and come on into chapter two with me so that we can learn more about the one minute life changes. Thank you.